Did you know that a large percentage of the face masks sold on the market today are fraudulent? Many of them claim to have levels of filtration they don't meet, or worse, have literally no filtration at all. A very small number of manufacturers have respirator face mask models that are tested in the U.S. by the NPPTL and authorized by the FDA. Buying a mask model that has been FDA authorized is the best way to ensure you and your family are getting true respirator masks. These masks filter to greater than 95% efficiency. And they can be reworn, making them a perfect choice, as wearing masks is one of the key things we can do to keep ourselves and our neighbors safe. Right now, the New Deal Shop. Dot com has FDA-authorized KN95 respirator masks with the anti-fake stickers on every single package. These respirator masks are in stock in the U.S. and ship immediately for free for our listeners by adding the code SEXYLIBERAL. You can even get 10% off the clean phone UV sanitizer for just buying these FDA-authorized masks. Go to thenewdealshop.com and now get verified, authenticated, FDA-authorized KN95 masks shipped immediately to your home or business. That's thenewdealshop.com, thenewdealshop.com, code SEXYLIBERAL. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Well, by golly, we are in the midst of a vote-o-rama. Rama? Rama. Rama? Probably Rama. Rama. I'm going to go with Rama as well. Um, Yes, there is a voting-o-rama going on. If you don't know, the, the Senate has literally been up all night... For uh, all night long, all night, they've been um, working on amendments, and they spent twelve. I mean, not all the time. Obviously, they spent twelve hours trying to convince Joe, Joe Manchin um, that four hundred is better than three hundred dollars for um, for UI for unemployment insurance. Um, they uh, eventually settled on three hundred and and moved on. It took them about twelve hours um, of debate back and forth, uh, mixed in with that. There was a pause in the vote. While they uh, wrangled him, which is interesting, too, because one of the big stories from yesterday was, of course, Bernie Sanders amendment to add 15, the $15 minimum wage rise to the covid bill, which the parliamentarian said you can put in there, but then you can't use reconciliation to pass the bill. Doesn't mean you can't put the bill up just means you can't do it with 50 plus the VP. You can do it with a regular vote. It doesn't mean you can't be in there, but you can't do it with reconciliation because reconciliation is only for things that directly affect the budget expenditures of the federal government, meaning it's basically there and essentially uh, there so, so that one party can't shut down the entire spending of the government over the voice of a slim majority of the other party just to ruin the government during their time in office, essentially. And so um, Bernie Sanders' amendment would have raised the threshold for the vote on this bill to make it pass to 60 votes. Um, He also needed 60 votes to get it in the actual bill, which he was never going to get either. So... If he was successful, the end result would mean that the COVID relief bill, the American Rescue Act, would have been voted down because the Democrats don't have 10 Republicans who will vote with them. And it's it's not nine votes because the only time the VP votes is when it's a tie. She right. doesn't get an extra vote all the time. So by offering that amendment, Bernie Sanders threatened to raise the threshold for the vote from 50 plus the VP to 60 votes. So when Kristen Cinema danced down to the floor in her, you know, Catholic <laughs> schoolgirl outfit and gave the thumbs down, what, you know, it seems curiously enough that she was dancing down there in her own weird Arizona way to give the thumbs down to this amendment that would raise the threshold to 60 votes, not to the idea of $15 as a minimum wage because she supports a standalone bill. And her state, Arizona, is already on track to beat that timeline 
in raising their minimum wage to 15 before Bernie's bill or any of the other bills that would raise raise the national $15, you know, national minimum wage to $15. Arizona is already on track a dollar a year to get there before then. So within three years, there'll be a 15 year or $15 minimum wage in Arizona. It's at somewhere in the order of uh, 10 or 12 now, and it will keep going up a dollar. So why not do like a snarky dance? Sure. Yeah, I mean, because she didn't have her, you know, one of her weird, you know, blue dolly wigs or whatever she, you know, her, her, you know, her odd headdresses that she wears. And so uh, you have to dance, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I've yeah. never heard of her before I saw that mess. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, go back and look. She, I mean, she's, she, uh, we're, we're, we're this close to having a live cosplayer serving in the Senate. I mean, but, you know. <laughs> Like, like I, she she could be the honorable senator from Comic Con by most standards, but um, she was also part of the group that was off in the corner, according to reports yesterday, haranguing Joe Manchin to get him to get on board with a higher UI. So while we're getting the news that she's evil incarnate because of her thumb down dance, which is about the amendment, not the fifteen dollar rise. Mm, um, she's also in the pack that was trying to bully Manchin into supporting a higher unemployment insurance output. So curious finagling, different priorities. It's almost as if the Democrats have a diverse caucus with a lot of ideas on how to solve problems. And they argue about it sometimes within themselves huh. instead of on the Republican side, which everyone seems to forget, is a block wall against all help. I mean, I think in many ways, one of the Pretty reasons much. why Dems are getting, you know, sort of bad press within their own group in the last day, as they are about to, by the way, pass this bill very possibly during this show, um, as they've been, you know, finagling with the details of it and putting it all together and actually getting it through. And they will eventually. I mean, Kamala Harris is waiting in the wings to go down there and vote on a 50-50 coin flip and toss it the Democrats' way um, as they've worked out all this stuff. And and what's argued within this is not simply um, a for and against it overall. There are spending differences state by state, and those arguments are being had. Functional government is occurring with from hmm. conservative to liberal entirely within the Democratic Party. You have a functioning, broad-tent conversation on theory happening as, as far as you can go being conservative without being a lunatic, in the case, I suppose, of Joe Manchin, and as far progressive as you can be without being a lunatic in terms of some of the House Dems and, and well, I mean, Bernie's an independent, but you get my point. Um, that's all happening, real governing, all happening in the Democratic Party or the Democratic Caucus. So a lot of people forget that the Republicans are effectively just a wall right now. They are they have given up on governing entirely. Um, they they are basically hoping that they can run on the cost of this thing after July of this year, which is exactly when almost all of it will have been either put into the economy or set up to be spent for you know adding proper ventilation to schools, which will, uh, you know, giving PPE to schools in case they have outbreaks, not only of this, but of the flu and the like, which will, for the record, lower the amount of flu deaths in children as well as fix. I don't you know, like the, it. Yeah, I yeah, don't right, like it. Right. Obviously a, 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 a flat out negative in terms of these folks. Um, not now, if it's a, hey, look, I'm pro-life, pal. Right. I'm pro-life. But what, I mean, before they start living. And, you know, once they start living, um, I don't, and until then, once they start, then you know, costing money. Yeah, then then what you really have is a. Uh, I mean, I think we can all agree um, that they're responsible for uh, original sin. You know what I mean? The, I mean just, uh, they're really just yeah, money pits one, after one, that. Yeah, exactly. These kids today, and <laughs> they're uh, currently. We'll we'll bring it up in the next break, and we'll uh, listen in on what's happening live in the Senate right now, as they have been voting for twenty four hours. Um, or arguing for 24 hours, offering endless amendments. And, of course, Ron Johnson, uh, uh, you know, um, Q, 
dash Russia um, offered, a, you know, he he forced a full reading of the bill on the floor. He had, uh, a, I believe, Senate aides had to come down and read the whole text, which took about 11 hours, had to read it all the way through, ran into a bit of a snag in his, uh, in, in, in his strategy in that he was not there, he was not keeping track of when they were done. None of the Republicans were. They just left. So what happened, yeah, as soon as the reading was done, a Democrat offered a, um, uh, asked for a vote, and this is based on three-fifths of the vote that's in the room at the time, to limit further debate to three hours instead of 20 hours or 10 hours. And so the reading of the bill actually shaved about 10 hours off of it because none of the Republicans were there to do their job, which is, of course, simply to object. So uh, that 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 kind of that that screwed the pooch right there on the floor. So they are now, um, you know, people are entering in amendments that unlike Sanders amendment, for example, um, on the Democratic side, people are offering amendments that are budget related would need 60 votes to get in, but are, you know, wouldn't change the vote threshold for the whole bill to 60 votes, if that makes sense. Republicans are all adding um, either amendments that are like, you know, make everyday Dr. Zeus day or, you know, or like reverse the, the, the Dr. Zeus's own family's removal of the of the books that they thought had racist tropes in them and, and swap them out. So keep those and let, get rid of all the other ones, get rid of Sam, I am, you know, green eggs and ham, but you know, keep the ones that are problematic, you know, um, <laughs> against the wishes of the family trust, whatever. Um, the, but in all honesty, like right now, Rob Portman is on the floor. Um, uh, I honestly, I, we'd have to check in to know what they're, and we will. We'll take a break. We're going to check in with what they're actually presenting on the floor right now as amendments. But they don't. They've only got about three minutes a piece for each of them, so they get to banter back and forth. There's a floor vote. No, it takes time. It's a drag. Basically, they're just you know. But but all of the amendments have about three hours from eight thirty this morning. They're in to you know, and that could be stretched out because of bathroom breaks and snack breaks and whatnot that uh, will basically finish leading us to a floor vote on the American Rescue Act today within the next hour or so. So fingers crossed we'll get over that threshold and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to the House Marks Radio Program Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio. Also streaming at infotainmentwars.com. We have the documents. Also, nudesmax.com will take you there. I'm not kidding. We'll be back. <laughs> you got Nudesmax? I did. Now let's get back with Hellsparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Hi, uh, Mr. Lee. We are listening in. Mr. Lee. To according no, to what Lujan. C-SPAN 2 says. Mr. Lujan. Uh, is Ms. the... Vote on passage no, Mr. of the $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief plan Aye, Mr. Markey. as amended. Mr. Markey. Aye, Mr. Marshall. No. Mr. Marshall. Mm. No. Mr. McConnell. No. Mr. McConnell. No. Mr. Bob Menendez. Mr. Menendez. Aye, Mr. Merkley. Mr. Merkley. Aye. Mr. Moran. Mr. Moran. No. Mr. Murkowski. Ms. Murkowski, no. Mr. Murphy, Mr. Murphy, aye. Mrs. Murray, Mrs. Murray, aye. Mr. Ossoff, Mr. Ossoff. He's been voting as Ossoff. Aye. Mr. Padilla, Mr. Padilla, aye. Mr. Paul, Mr. Padilla, aye. (laughs) No. Mr. Peters, Mr. Peters, aye. Mr. Portman, Mr. Portman. No, Mr. Reed. New. Mr. Reed, aye. Mr. Risch. 
Mr. Rish. No, Mr. Romney. Me. Mr. Romney. <laughs> no, Ms. Rosen. What the F, Mitt Romney? Yeah, yeah Ms. really. Rosen, I. Mr. Rounds. Mr. Rounds. No, Mr. Rubio. Mr. Rubio. <laughs> no, Mr. Sanders. Mr. Sanders. I. Mr. Sass. Mr. Sass. No, Mr. Schatz. There you go. Mr. So Schatz. all of you who think that Ben I, Sass Schumer. is one of those odd Mr. Republican Schumer, saviors. I. Here he is voting against this. Mr. Scott of Florida. Mr. Scott of Florida, no. Mr. Scott of South Carolina. Mr. Scott of South Carolina, no. Here we go. Mrs. Shaheen. Mrs. Shaheen, aye. Mr. Shelby. Mr. Shelby, no. Miss Cinema. There's a lot of southern sound and no's. Miss Cinema, aye. Miss Smith. Miss Smith, aye. Miss Stabenow. Miss Stabenow, aye. Mr. Sullivan. Mr. Tester. Mr. Tester, aye. Mr. Thune. Mr. Thune, no. Mr. Tillis. No. Mr. Tillis, no. Mr. Toomey. No. Mr. Toomey, no. Mr. Tuberville. Mr. Tuberville, no. Mr. If Van If they lose Holland. a single Republican, they don't need Holland, a tiebreak from the VP. Mr. Warner. Which? Mr. Warner, I. Mr. Warnock. Them drawing that line Mr. is Warnock, such I, a weird Warren. gamble. Ms. Warren, I. Mr. Whitehouse. Mr. Whitehouse, <laughs> I. Mr. Wicker. What's in a name? Mr. Mm -hmm. Wicker, no. Mr. Wyden. Mr. Wyden, I. Mr. Young. Mr. Young, no. Let's see. They're going to final tabulate. That was Mr. Young is the last one, ironically enough. Um, they are tabulating the votes now. Let me guess. 50-50. Yeah. Um, this is uh, what we've been listening to for those who's at home and uh, those that are uh, sitting with us. Is we've been listening to the floor vote. On the passage of the $1.9 trillion COVID relief plan as amended, meaning with the amendments put forward in the last uh, 24 hours, that got passed. Of, all of which, I think the only one was a modification in UI to, from 400 to, back to 300. Um, can, uh, for the record, by the way, they're still calling it the $1.9 trillion Thing, which, if you would shave $100 off of this, would seem to lower that number somewhat. Um, at least, you know, if you're talking the UI goes to about $86, um, you know, billion dollars somewhere in that order, it would shave off uh, a quarter of that, uh, one would think. But, um, so, uh, Schumer says they've got the votes. It looks like they're doing elbow bumps. There's a lot in here. I will uh, I'll bring this up under Johnny so we can kind of split screen he and they. Let's see. How do I move this here and here? I'm going to put this above and Johnny below. There you are. So above, yes, you're, it's right above you. <laughs> um, the the vote is uh, has stood. They are going to, I mean, and it was a voice vote. So... Um, 50 yes votes, 49 no votes. So somebody wasn't present to vote or voted present or uh, ditched out. I, that, you know, it's curious because all they need is a simple majority. If they had one vote against removal, that's the simple majority. You don't need yeah. 51. You need 50-49. That may have been just the you know, the way that they passed it, that might be what the excitement is about in terms of uh, Schumer elbow bumping with people. Yeah, maybe so. Um, so currently we are waiting to see if they announce that. Yeah, there's a lot of everybody. Let's see if I can blow that up. But everybody's walking over, touching elbows to Schumer because it looks like a clean vote on it on the floor. Um Let's see if I can, like, again, move these guys over here so they can see them with you, Johnny. Um, 
So there's a little bit of talking. He's going to make a statement. They brought his statement about the vote. And then we will see in just a moment. Um, I, I believe that's how it works out. I mean, it's a simple majority in a reconciliation. They only need the one vote difference. If it's <clears throat> anything over. Uh, no, here. Senator Bush has changed the vote. If not, the yeas are 50. The days of 49. The bill as amended is Passed. Yep, that's it. Yeah. Passed on reconciliation, not with a vote from the vice president, but with a vote present or a or one negative vote removed. I'm I am now curious as yeah, so HR thirteen nineteen, the American Rescue Plan Act has passed the Senate with amendments. Um, none of the amendments change the vote threshold, so it's not get it doesn't get bounced back down to the House. And so far as I know, it goes straight to Biden for his signature. Um, yeah, there's a lot of elbow touching and Schumer's uh, tapping his podium. He's very excited. Uh, yeah. Um, see if they have a statement from them. And uh, I believe no, that's not the minority leader. I think that's yeah. So, yeah, he's about to make a statement. Schumer's about to make a statement from the floor about the passage of the bill. They've got the roving um, uh, uh, stenographer from the House with her little computerized stenographer machine strapped around her shoulder. Um, It always reminds me of, like, people that sold cigarettes and snacks in the 20s. You know, it's got a single strap and this little box, and it rests against your hip. And that's they just walk around. They can kind of they can walk right up to you and type, especially during COVID when everybody's wearing masks. And in case right. their mic goes out and you want to get everything that they said, um, uh, Sullivan from Arkansas has not voted all night. He may be sick. Now I think hmm. he has to go back to the house. Um, we shall see. Although I I don't think so. I don't think they need a. Se- I mean, there may be a second vote on it after this. But the majority leader. I move to proceed to executive session to consider calendar number 12. Uh, uh, questions, questions on the motion. Questions on the motion. All in favor say aye. All in favor say aye. Aye. Those opposed, no. Those opposed, no. The ayes appear to have it. The ayes, to have it. the ayes do have it. The motion is agreed to. I ask unanimous consent. I, I note the absence of a quorum. Call the roll. Call the roll. Ms. Baldwin. So, yeah, there's, I noticed that not everybody's in here. I noticed that a bunch of the Republicans left is basically what he's saying, is that they're, now that they can't hold things up with an amendment and the bill is going to pass, not based on the VP breaking the tie, but because right. one of their own didn't vote or wasn't available to vote or voted present, um, uh, that is enough to make a bunch of them buzz off. They even said... In the in you know, it, you know the eyes have it when they said you know the the eyes appear to have it and do have it in that last little momentary vote. The reason they could say that is because there's so few people in the actual room, you know. So yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna hear from them in just one second. But um, for all practical purposes, but for the you know all the wailing and gnashing of teeth over the last 24 hours, the uh, American Rescue Act has passed the Senate. Um, and now we'll um, let's see. I I don't believe the amendments affect the House vote in any way. It's a it's a curious thing. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's see. Senator Pass. Yeah, I'm looking for um, when it actually goes to his desk. Because I know they are, he's basically sitting there pen in hand for whenever this process happens. Um, uh, prior to the vote, Political reported as of Saturday morning, the Senate had been in session for more than 24 hours straight with the Votorama. <laughs> Rama. Big, big hitter, the Rama. Um, taken up most of the time with several more hours to go. Senate Democrats largely stuck together throughout the night and staved off GOP, uh, uh, GOP efforts to drastically change the bill. 
while some Democrats defected on a handful of GOP amendments, those amendments require 60 votes to pass. Didn't matter. So largely show votes. Democrats also sidestepped the quagmire of undocumented immigrants that infuriated liberals last month after some moderates supported a proposal barring those immigrants from receiving checks. All 50 Democrats banded together to reject an amendment from uh, Senator Ted Cruz to bar relief payments from going to undocumented immigrants, meaning DACA, by the way, not they're not going to hand out checks at the border. The what what he was seeking to bar and what his bill would have barred was um, anybody who's on that path or is in a position to get, uh, you know, their immigration status upgraded um, is it, it, specifically people who are protected by deferred action that the, the DACA recipients that they will still get a check because they are effectively undocumented Americans at this point, mm-hmm. and we are in the process of remedying that. Ted Cruz was trying to stop that from happening. So um, again, uh, w- but for absence of a, a, a quorum, they are they called the role in the Senate. There's a lot of finagling and paperwork to be done. Schumer's sitting at his station. There will be another like kind of replacement thing coming up, but that's that's the ball game for the most part. Um, final vote, fifty to forty nine. The VP was not needed to break the tie. Tie was broken by a non-voting Republican for whatever reason. Some in our in our chat room. Chat room. I mentioned we'll be hearing about that. Yeah. Um, it's it's sort of a yeah. It's 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 kind of a big deal. Honestly, um, this is and it's I mean, they've been at it for a while this morning. I don't know if you check Twitter, but the but almost all the Democrats in there were posting pictures of the sunrise. Um, oh, wow. That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. So the over the course of um, the next hour or so, I mean, they I, I don't imagine they're going to want to wait at all on any of this stuff. So um, we very well may in the next, uh, you know, in the next hour of the show, we got to take a break right now. We'll be back right after uh, these messages. Um, I uh, ask unanimous consent the quorum be dispensed with. Without objection. We'll be back with more of this. Clerk will report the nomination. Now let's get back to Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. The Votorama in the Senate continues. These people are not tired enough. The eyes do have us. They're doing baseline votes. The motion is agreed to. A boom, boom, boom. Like Bernie Miller? Nomination. Yes. Nomination, Environmental Protection boom. Agency, Michael boom, boom, boom. So now, they're, now they've moved on to cabinet picks, largely because the Republicans have left and, and they need three-fifths of a vote, whether you're there or not. Again... You know, you only need 60 votes if all 100 senators are present. And so with a bunch of these jerks bailing out, it looks like Schumer's plan is to table a bunch of these nominations and go, if you guys can't be bothered to stay here, we've all been here all night. We're all here still doing our jobs. If you don't want to be here to block these confirmations, they'll just... Uh, you know, they'll just go ahead. You know, we'll just keep working. That's pretty smart. Until the session's done. Um, and overall, like, we we will see ultimately where, you know, if any of them run into any problems. But, I, I mean, I don't foresee that. We have, I mean, there's a couple of other stories I obviously want to address. But this part of it is fairly fascinating, watching the... Um, the Senate play out. Um, we're, you know, and this is kind of, you know, we're breaking news right now. But the, insofar as the bill passing, I, I, it, it's curious to me because I wasn't awake for 36 hours, you know, watching all the amendments. Um, how much it has to go back, you know, whether or not it has to go back to the House. I do not believe. I'm so. impressed that you were asleep for 36 hours. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, not in a row. <laughs> three hours a night for basically a month. Um, there you for, go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how it works, right? That's that's healthy COVID uh, <laughs> faulty wings, you know. Um, but yeah, this is this is a big deal. This bill has uh, passed again. It is. Um, everyone is still calling it the one point nine trillion dollar um, relief package. It is uh, closer to one point six at this point. More than likely, only about one point two of it will be spent. 
The other uh, funds will either be held in reserve or used to either pay back bond initiatives or uh, be loans that transfer into grants, depending on the the use of it. Um, yeah. Uh, so Hal Vickery is saying if there were amendments, the House has to approve the bill as amended. Right. So that vote might be the next thing that we see coming up if it punts it over to the House. Um, we will, of course, um, yeah, let's see if the, that's the U.S. Senate, the, yeah, if we can get back to, the, well, it's, you know, it's, it's curious. They may be able to do it with a simple majority in the House, depending on, again, if everybody comes in, if it's already passed the House. Um, but again, um, for the record, can I just say a point of privilege, if I may? The idea that this bill was not bipartisan because the Republicans chose to stonewall it is not the fault of any Democrat. There were many opportunities. They, they, the amendment process was open for, you know, was literally it was an ongoing 48-hour process where they stayed up all night last night. They argued not only for changes in the bill amongst their own party, but they offered possibilities for the Republicans to have their stay in exchange for actually voting on it. The the Democrats, learning from the Recovery Act issues last time around, simply said, okay, we don't have to go. Um, uh, we don't, you know, we don't have to go with your amendments if you're not going to vote and then keep it within reconciliation. You know, we can still use reconciliation to pass it and we're not going to open it up and go, okay, we'll use 60 votes. We won't try to pass it in reconciliation because you guys have been talking to us in good faith only to be stiffed on the vote later. This, this time around, they have not actually uh, fallen for that. They have not, um, the, the Lucy football moment is gone. And so over the course of, I guess, the, you know, the next couple of hours, bounce back to the House, pro forma vote in the Senate, and off we go. Um, and then the bill will get uh, signed into law, hopefully today. So, um, and meanwhile, the Senate, while I guess they're waiting around for the bill to go to the House and come back, is confirming members of, of Biden's cabinet and or, or attempting to do so while Republicans can't be bothered to get out of it, you know, to come out to the floor. Um, that, that said, there very well may be some of them that come out and run interference and try to stop that. We'll keep an eye on that as it's happening. But, you know, I think this morning when I got up and I was reviewing, you know, going over what's going to happen and I'm, you know, I have the Senate vote up and I'm prepping for the show. And one of the news stories that's popped up over the last couple of days is the fact that this that a member, you know, in, in the FBI searching for the people who uh, attacked the Capitol on the 6th, um, they have been posting uh, all, you know, pictures or groups of pictures of individuals they know to have been at the Capitol. And then once they identify the individual, they provide an affidavit for that person's arrest. And the... Um, I, I, there's a lot to love in this one. They, I mean, they've been they've been snatching up a bunch of these folks, but just the fact I will never tire of it. No, just the fact that the uh, the special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation who uh, went after this one particular individual, his name is Benjamin Fulp, and <laughs> that in and of itself sounds like something out of the '30s. You know what I mean, Agent Fulp. Fulp. There's something very onomatopoeia about it. Yes, it is. So um, and he is the affiant in this um, in, in this arrest warrant for this particular person. Now, we've we've heard back and forth from the Republicans and everyone around them that um, that this was really Antifa. Uh, the, the people who charge. I mean, the people I mean, some some people, you know, that were there uh, were just following Antifa. They were Trump supporters, but it was only because Antifa had broken in that they're like, you know what? I got my horns on. I have my nipple piercings in. Why not? I've always wanted to see the inside of the Capitol. (laughs) Right. And I don't know my, uh, I don't know my representative's um, office number. So when am I going to get this chance 
again, right? Um, so, in you know, uh, and so they charged the wall. So I went back and looking at, and and some of you watching on the live stream will notice that I, I'm holding up my iPad, and on it is the actual warrant for the arrest of a uh, of a guy, Freddie Klein. Frederico Guillermo Klein, Freddie G, to his friends, um, and in line with, and in keeping with all these, uh, aunt, you know, my aunt Tifa, um, who showed up with my uncle Tifa um, at the Capitol and charged the place. This guy reeks of Antifa. For anybody following, her. I mean, deep, deep undercover Antifa. But still, this is kind of this is the kind of dedication that makes Antifa a very dangerous organization, you know, because they are willing to just go this deep undercover. Um, and, uh, and it, which required them, apparently, uh, raising funds for the RNC and volunteering in 2008. Then, joining the Trump campaign in 2016 and working undercover in the Trump campaign. <clears throat> and then... Doing such a good job, of course, faking it. But you know, this really is sixteen pages of poetry. Yeah, it is. S- doing such a good job that they got a job in the State Department, working under Mike Pompeo, because they were such a Trump sycophant. Um, maybe it was all the pictures of them uh, that they took and posted on their. This guy posted on his Facebook page of him um, choking or menacing a. Uh, cardboard cutout of Hillary Clinton. Maybe that's what did it. But it was, I mean, this guy was ready to commit to uh, to hide undercover. And Freddie Klein, um, shortly uh, at a, uh, after uh, Trump's speech at 2.20, when the members of the House were about to um, vote on, on the seating the electors and counting the electoral votes as the Constitution requires, and uh, Mike Pence was there to help him, this dude, um, you know, previously, by the way, known as uh, 136 AFO, which is hard not to make up swear words for, um, uh, 136 AFO, uh, Freddie Klein, um, he was included in a, uh, you know, he was put in one of those seeking information pictures. And they got a bunch of phone calls from his buddies who went, oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's Freddie Klein. He's a... He's a creep. And everybody wants to give up their friends. What the day after, like it didn't, some of these, they're still looking, right? Some of these, they have not found. They're still looking for a lot of these people. And, and granted, they all blend together. Most of them could be hiding in the glades in Florida on a golf <laughs> cart, wearing a flag jacket. And they would just fit in with all the other aging diabetics. But the, um, <laughs> the next day, on January, they posted this on the 20th. The next day on January 21st, an anonymous individual here and after referred to as Tipster One. That's, I mean, that. how do you not get a tramp stamp with that on it now? Submitted a tip, as, you, as a tipster would do to maintain their number one status, through the FBI Office of Public Affairs online portal and stated that 136 AFO resembled a man the tipster previously met named Freddie Klein. Um, he indicated that he met Klein at an, on an unspecified date. I mean, you wouldn't want to say. Klein stated uh, he lived in D.C. Tipster provided the Facebook account of Klein, which is Freddie Klein 78. Upon review of the account, your your affiant confirmed. That's the per, is a person writing this is actually the uh, FBI agent. Um, that the Facebook account was associated with Klein based in part on the photos posted in the account that bore a strong resemblance to 136A. F.O. Um, who can F.O.? The Iraqian also noted that Klein was born in 1978. This would be called, this would be some clues. This is uh, one more question. Klein, 78. Klein, 78. So um, I'm so glad he wasn't born in the same year we were. But um, yes. I, it would have been uncomfortable. Um, we got to we got to take a break. But when I come back, I want to I want to tell you. It would have rhymed and everything. That'd be uh, horrible. I know. So. You know, Klein at one point lost his MAGA hat in the middle of Poor the guy. battle. Well, what did he do? Did he find a, Did he find his hat? No, he found someone else's red hat 
that said USM and, and wore it. And he put it on anyway. Yeah, and it's even red. And they wore it, and they're like, and the hat doesn't fit. Right. It does. It's <laughs> kind of. Yeah, that's when all the people like, they were wearing their hats backwards, clearly Antifa. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't his hat. It was, obviously, his head was smaller. But we'll be back right after this uh, with more AFO 136. You're listening to House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. So, uh, Freddie Klein, formerly known as 136 AFO, uh, worked as a White House staffer, um, worked in, in the State Department under the Trump administration right up until January 19th. After the 6th, he went back to his job at the State Department. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, he's just in the crowd. You know what I mean? He's just one of these people. There's a huge crowd of people. He was probably there on official statement department business. He had his briefcase and his MAGA hat, and he was just up there to bring in the real electors' home addresses. And and he just got squept, like squashed in the crowd and pushed forward. Not so much. He was caught on multiple body cameras by the uh, Capitol Police. Um, at one point, stealing a police riot shield and then using it to beat other cops with it. He no. also, at one point, uh, 50 minutes after Klein was captured by Sergeant Number 2's uh, body-worn camera, using the shield as a wedge to keep in the door in the Capitol, the body-worn camera of a different MPD officer here in after, uh, after referred to as Officer 1, uh, captured Klein still fighting the officers in the tunnel of the lower west terrace of the Capitol building. Okay, so what we have here, and this is kind of the first real... Um, experience of this, uh, I, you know, that we I, I've seen in any of these affidavits, is a direct link between the White House and the administration, Capitol rioters, who are not just going into the building to stop the vote on the floor, but are seeking out people in the tunnels you remember they were like trap them in the tunnels and gas them you heard a lot of that stuff this is a guy who knew where the tunnels were how they connected how to get in and out of them had served at the state department had been to the capitol many many times and that's where he went he didn't go to stand on the floor and and have a sit-in he went to the tunnels, the, the very same tunnels they were using to evacuate members of Congress and the, and, and the vice president. Um, Klein is seen multiple times attacking cops with the shield that he got, slamming it into their faces, uh, striking so them with it. Yeah. And this is the part that came up. So I, um, he at one point he loses his MAGA hat and then he gets it back and all that. And they provide, as part of this affidavit, the um, a long-form uh, just edit of multiple views of the uh, of the Capitol insurrection. This it's almost two hours long, um, and I popped. I was like, "Wow, there's he's it." They they have it. Op- it's an open source YouTube video. Somebody just posted all this stuff. And at minute fifty six fourteen of the video, it shows that him. It shows him struggling with officers. So I, you know, I grab that link and I pop it in. And I, I've seen a lot of this footage, as a lot of us have. But there is a lot more that you have not seen. And right about that moment, I was watching that piece where he's fighting with the cops and he's using this shield to hit them in the body camera. Then they go to other footage. Of the crowd outside the Capitol at the at the south door, I think it was, literally yelling "heave ho" as they squash into the door, like it's like they're in a road show of pirates of Penzance. Cool. And they, um, it, it's it's sort of stunning to me. Like I'd you know, I'd seen the arguments that it was Antifa that broke the windows. We just crawled in through the windows and the like. But the violence of this particular set of people, and then one camera rotates back around, and you see the thousands of people who are, you know, there cheering this crowd, this increasingly tight wedge of human beings trying to get in this door on, and they're yelling "fight for Trump." They're, you know, they're yelling um, uh, "stop the steal." They're yelling "heave ho," and they're striking and beating police officers. And at that point. 
is the moment where they uh, breach the door and start dragging cops out and striking them in the footage that you've seen of the of the guy who hit the police officer with the thin blue line flag where another um, officer had his eye gouged out. Um, that's in that exchange. And they're dragging these police officers forward into this crowd and beating them. And this guy who worked under Mike Pompeo in the State Department after serving in the Trump campaign, after being an RNC fundraiser and, and a staffer since 2008, was not just present, but at the vanguard of breaching the Capitol, assaulting police officers, and effectively attempting, at least, to lead rioters into the tunnels where he knew they would be evacuating staff. A, a, an administration official, he officially made you know, a, 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 sit in, a staffer, who knows the layout, sent apparently from the White House down to this place by all measure to attack the Capitol. And once he had welcomed back to his position, is there, does anyone believe that Klein himself did not brag about what happened on the 6th to everybody else in in Pompeo's State Department or anybody else in the White House in his belief that he would be able to, you know, raise up his position. Um, uh, over the course of, of these videos, I mean, there's obviously numerous, and I'll post the affidavit on my Twitter feed for anybody who wants to see the whole thing. Um, um, there's... They they have multiple sightings of this guy. He, he you know he loses his hat, replaces it. People repeatedly recognize this guy. He um, they show footage of the officers that he strikes, um, and he is being charged as such with. Uh, let's see. Finally, Arthur Smith's their probable cause to believe that Federico Guillermo Klein violated 18 U.S.C. 111A1 and B, which makes it a crime to forcibly assault, resist, oppose, impede, intimidate, or interfere with any person designated in Section 1114 uh, of Title 18 while engaged, which are police officers or, or military personnel. Do um, they have him yet? Do they have this guy? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, persons designated with Section 114. Uh, this They issued this, uh, this arrest warrant, and he was taken into custody. He's the one that's complaining that he's being held in a in a transitory uh, holding area and there are cockroaches crawling all over him. That was his that was his gripe. Um, it sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all, you know, he's he's been in. He, now, granted, imagine the things that crawl over you when you've been beaten to death by a crowd. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the worm problem is really ridiculous at that point. Um, but this this fella is amongst, by the way, um, the FBI releasing uh, reports that they have officially linked not only this guy to the White House and a coordinated effort from the White House to send people to the to there, but people who protected Roger Stone, who was friends with the president, who were in coordination with the president, who were there to act as militia support on the Capitol that day, sort of officially viewing themselves as soldiers of the administration, uh, along with members of the Proud Boys. Um, And, of course, you know, using Roger Stone to stiff arm and and create distance for themselves has been a method this White House has used multiple times. Roger Stone holds no official position. He's paid through other sources but basically, we're coordinating. It is the art. Of, it is the it's the violence version of a super PAC. Effectively, like we we play footsie with with them, but we don't pay them outright or coordinate directly. We have uh, you know circular ways of getting around the law in that regard. And Roger Stone is definitely one of those ways. And the people that were running security for him showed up at the Capitol that day. People he had been in contact with at the Proud Boys had been in contact with the White House. They had already been in this kind of triangulated. Uh, grouping, and there was another thing planned for the fourth, which they backed down on, and has now been punted to the twentieth. According to the QAnon crowd, it, of March or May? March. I heard something for May. 
Well, they'll always be. They'll always keep going. Let's be honest. They'll always be something two months away. The next one, though, is March twentieth. I mean, they're getting a little tired of waiting. Um, I have been covering on my live stream over the last week or so a lot of the religious nutbags, um, and I say that lovingly to people who are religious but aren't nutbags, um, who have been prophesying Trump Trump's triumphant return to the White House. The, you know the allegations that they've been executing you know everybody from Tom Hanks to Hillary Clinton you know in a in the basement of the White House and Trump's really been there that in some cases he's wearing Biden's skin like you know I mean that kind of level stuff there's a large group of of you know Christian quote unquote prophets that have been pushing these dates and they keep punting them it's you know and, and they've done it again um and so the 20th is the next date with while, by the way, a coordinated complaint is going on in the Republican Party about why do we have this chain link fence around the Capitol? Why is there razor wire? Why are these um, people here from, you know, why are the National Guard here guarding the Capitol? This is terrible. It's the people's house. They should be allowed to go home, knowing full well that these people are also at the same time playing footsie with the same people that are planning an attack on the 4th that they decided to not go for it because there was no reason for them to be gathering. It's easy to spot. And now have moved it to the 20th. And they will continue to do this week after week, creating these threats so that the you know they can go, well, the razor wire still needs to be up. And then why is the razor wire still up? That is, that is going to be their plan. Now, I, I think they're going to pull it down over the next month. That would be my guess. But you will see more staff present than ever before on the steps of the Capitol. We'll be back right after the break for the news. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Now with 100% more, Johnny Million, Johnny Million One, at Johnny Million One on Twitter. You can see it right there under his name on the thing. I just moved it around. There it is. We'll be back. That's all right. Don't worry about it. It's a, it, it. In and of itself, it is a happy ending. Welcome back to the show. This is the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more. Johnny Million, Johnny's with us. Um, he's typing away in the chat room and looking at stuff and links and, and shopping online for deals. Um, yep. Uh, ultimately, um, that you know, we're going to see this play out over the next couple of hours, but there is a... Um, you know, a, a serious tide of turning in terms of this relief bill. This is not the Recovery Act debacle of 2009, where they muscled the new administration into having to take less than uh, they needed. Again, they when they ask, it, it's almost like you ever seen like a mental uh, metal bar that's over that's bent in one direction, and you want to straighten it out. You cannot just bend it straight because it will correct back slightly in the direction it was bent. You have to mm-hmm. overbend it to get it straight, right? That's that's where and and in a lot of times in recoveries and in situations like this to get people right, to get people back to where they were, you have to overcorrect and then fix the the issues later. Yeah. It's it, it, if you care, I have to say. If you care, the other big thing was, and you, you'll remember this argument, uh, Johnny Million, is that the Democrats always go and they ask for exactly what they need. And then they, you know, in the deal, they give up all this stuff because they didn't ask for what they wanted. They asked for what they needed. And the Republicans always ask. And they asked for what they thought Republicans would be OK would, with. Yes, right. So you ask for what you need, you get half of it. You ask for what you want, you get what you need. And the Republicans always ask for what ask for what they want and they get everything they want, which isn't true, but that's the myth. And then Democrats always ask for what they need and never when they could have asked for what they wanted. And then when they get what they need, the Republicans take what they need and cut it in half by slow walking it or destroying the conduits of government, which through which it's managed. Uh, you know, look at any national emergency or any situation where they, you know, where, where you've got the Ted Cruz of the world trying to stop sand, you know, uh, you know, aid for Atlantic City, you know, after uh, Hurricane Sandy, that kind of stuff. So it, what 
what effectively Biden came in with was a $1.9 trillion uh, ask, the largest direct ask and the no effing around ask that people would like to see. And one that survived the amendment process, one that maintained almost the entire uh, uh, functioning elements of it. It didn't, it didn't get cut in half. It didn't get all the wailing and gnashing of teeth. They're going to ask for 1.9. It's going to be maybe one. Maybe they'll get 800. Maybe they'll cut it in half. Maybe it'll go to 1.6. And then all these Republicans, remember that it was, it was going to be 800 billion. It would be far less than what was needed. It would, it, we're doing the Recovery Act all over again. All the, oh God, and the Democrats just can't do it, man. They, why, why do they always step on the rake? Why do they, what happened? What actually happened? Not the news reports that you were, that were told, you know, to worry and that it was going to be, you're going to see history repeat itself. What actually happened? What, what actually happened was the Democrats held debate open 24 hours, stayed up all night, working through on a Saturday, didn't leave, and passed the whole bill. $1.9 trillion relief package for the American Rescue Act passed the Senate with no significant undermining of any program, an extension of UI all the way to September. I actually thought the final version might have actually included the shortened version that Manchin mm-hmm. was possibly asking for, but apparently they convinced him and so it will stay that will stay there through September. Every element still in this package, relief for cities still in this package. Support for schools, rebuilding the ventilation systems in the nation's schools is in this bill. It sounds important. It's yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does. It sounds like a giant frigging win for Democrats who we're all ready for the VP to cast the deciding vote. And because Sullivan had to return home, condolences to his family. And I'm sad that that's how this worked out. It would have been a 50-50 vote with the VP. But because uh, um, a senator from Alaska had to return home. And again, uh, it, that's a sad thing for his family. That's not the way this vote, uh, you know, and, and he voiced opposition to it. So you can count that he voted effectively. You know, he wanted his vote to count against it. But ultimately, that's the way it weighed out. It was going to be 51-50, um, you know, another Van Halen vote. Um, but now it's, by the way, this is the year of Nerd Halen. I'm just saying because you know, <laughs> Nerd Hagar anyways. So, um, but, but let's understand, can, can, we just, can we just recognize, can you recognize that the Democrats brought forth a $1.9 trillion bill and it survived the amendment process? And was passed today on a party line vote. We'll go to the House. We'll pass that. We'll come back. Probably a similar vote. If if Sullivan returns on Monday, it will be a fifty-one fifty vote. If that's how if it takes them that long to do it. And what did the what did the senators the the Democratic senators do today after that after this twenty this thirty six hour marathon of getting this bill passed? What they do? Netflix and chill. Nope, they stayed. And continued to confirm Biden's appointees. That's what that's what they did. They're still working right now for everyone. And so, for all the uh, the Twitterati wailing and gnashing of teeth that we heard yesterday, and the progressives going, "I'm a voting for Trump next time." They never win um, because they didn't vote for an amendment that would have killed. The American Rescue Act yeah. would have all of the stuff, all the things you think are good in that, all, all, all of that. If that amendment had passed, all of those things go away because you need 60 votes to pass it. Ask, ask uh, Ted Cruz about the 60 vote margin right now. Um, no, neither side has access to a 60 vote margin on most things, except maybe some some cabinet picks where they can just rubber stamp and get on with it because a lot of them are going to claim they're going to pick strategic people that they're going to let through and go, I voted for their person. I would mm-hmm. not so that they can complain about policy later. But this is, uh, um, th- you know, this is important and this is worthy of a victory lap. And the, and the, the bill that passed 
is the bill presented. The bill that got yeah. through was almost is is intact. Do you understand how amazing that is? Um, this this is really impressive, and um, uh, they have a. Yeah, so H.R. 1319, the American Rescue Act, has passed 50 to 489 in the the Senate. Um, It will go back to the House for a quick vote, and then it will return to the Senate, and will either pass on the exact same line with a simple voice vote with no amendments, and uh, and then, or it will will be 51-50. And Kamala Harris, the vice president, will have to break a tie vote. Um, on Monday morning. But my belief is is that they're going to continue through with this. We'll see. Um, let's see. Um, okay, now they're reporting, by the way, the measure will be voted on in the House on Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday will be the next vote, and then it will return to the Senate probably same day for a vote and, and be signed into law more than likely that day. So Tuesday's the next session. Um, the House is... The House is going to meet then. So um, we, will, we will stay on top of this, but this bill is going to go through. They're not losing votes in the process. This is the Senate's version. It will go back to the House. It will pass. The Democrats will pass it, and it will go back to the Senate and get through. Um, uh, No one needs to delay because UI benefits are going to expire next week for a lot of Americans. Time is of the essence. Anybody who presents an amendment at this point is doing so simply to slow the process down or kill the bill on either side recognize that we'll see you guys later thanks for tuning in uh it's the house sparks radio program mega worldwide we're here every saturday and of course we're in every day at twitch.tv slash house sparks uh hell cannot stop i can't i can't stop can't can't stop won't stop it's nice being right it's nice being you know the one person you're like oh yeah yeah that that did work out the way you said it was going to work out you're welcome (laughs) thanks johnny thanks everybody thanks damien thanks everybody at cpt we'll see you guys next time